right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. This is one of your hosts, Mr. David Coker, proprietor of Dave Mark Inc., Man about town, promoter, event planner, um, you name it, I do a little bit of everything. Um, I'm hanging out with my partner, Mr. Leonard Young. I'm uh oh, I forgot to say my main, main thing that I that I am, which is all around good guy. I forgot to say that part. But I'm hanging out with my partner, Mr. Leonard Young. What's going on, sir? Hey Dave, everything is good. I think there's a reason why you forgot to say it. Just you know, <laughs> FYI. Yeah, I know. But, I, I knew I figured you'd bring that up. So yep. yeah. But uh this is Leonard Young, CEO of DelawareBlack.com, national black guide, black media specialist, all around good guy. How's it going, Dave? Uh, it's going, man. Uh it's going. Um can't complain. Um God seemed like a lot is going on since we last talked and um you know, we got a, uh, well, fall is definitely here, right? We we got fall weather. Leaves yeah. are falling. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so. do you get a lot of leaves in, in you? <laughs> Dave, I'd be looking at them leaves every day like, who's going to clean this up? <laughs> who's going to clean this up? And and um, Do, do fall, you get the kids out there to do it? No. I mean, because, you know, the, the the kids are on to the game now. They don't even want to come to the campground anymore <laughs> because they already know. Even my daughter, I'd be like, hey, just ride in with me real quick. She'd be like, Mm-mm, for what? How, mu- how much are you going to pay me? What's in it for me? So, Dave, yeah. when Dave, when, when you taking that ride to the campground on a on a Saturday or uh, Sunday? Uh, uh, I, w- um, I, I want to show like you something. Kid. I want to show you uh, something down there. No, 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 nope, nope. We're not without bringing a a, a, a big tractor, a malter type thing. I'm not, <laughs> you know, so, you know, because, uh, I know, because I have enough problem with the leaves around here, so I I can imagine what's going on down there. So, right. do you get leaves at your house? Um, I don't know, hardly home. <laughs> 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 um, t- so not not really, because we're th- th- there are not a lot of trees right where we are that we right. um, yeah, throw leaves true. on. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't have trees in, in front of my house. They're down in the cul-de-sac area. But for some reason, all the leaves blow on my side of the street. And we mm-hmm. get all the leaves on this side of the street. As opposed to across the street from me, they never hardly have any leaves. Oh, wow. and that's where the trees are. You yeah. know, so, you know, so. Right. I'd be so mad because I'll be out there. I'll look outside. I'll be like, all these leaves. <laughs> And I look across the way and there'd be no leaves over there, man. I'd be mad, man, you know, so. But yeah. anyway, um, now, you know, between the the fall weather coming in and then, man, it's been kind of crazy with our sports teams up in Philadelphia, man. I mean, you know, we, we, uh, we had the Eagles lose last week, but they came back and redeemed themselves against Miami this week. And then, of course, the big news has been the Phillies, and you right. know we were hoping that by tonight we could say they be they were in the World Series again. But uh, they got one more game, and it's Game Seven, and they're at home. 
There's no reason why they why they shouldn't lose the night. I mean, I mean, why they shouldn't win the night? Because they, they shouldn't you, lose the night. You, you just I know that was them. a Freudian slip. Just, folks. That was a Freudian slip. Them. It was a Freudian slip. Yeah, but um, you know, so you know, the we're we're pulling for the Phillies tonight. We're pulling for the Phillies. Uh, um, but the Eagles, the Eagles looked good the other day against Miami. They that was a game a lot of people thought they were going to lose. So they're six and one. I guess we can't complain, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but other than that, everything's good. Um, um, this uh, can't believe, man. A couple of days, it'll be November. Yeah, the the year is truly flying by. So uh, we yeah, got November, yeah. we got an anniversary, we got we got yeah, we got an anniversary, new in a couple year. Of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got New Year's coming up. Uh, Christmas, of course. You know, it's you know it's. Then we'll be in 2024, and 2024 will fly by again. <laughs> you I know. know. So, you know, so, um, well, I I set my sights on retirement in 2025. Um, you know, I'm going to, uh, I, I said to myself, that's when I plan to retire. And um, so uh, I wouldn't mind 2024 kind of blowing by us, you know, so. I probably won't come out till probably around October or so in 2025 mm-hmm. because uh, that's when it's more lucrative for me to come out at um, retire six months after my birthday. So, um, so that's probably what I'll do. So I'm looking forward to this year being a fast year. <laughs> that, <laughs> that look, maybe I will be spending more time down at the campground. Yeah. Uh, it, it, if I'm getting if I'm getting paid to do so, yeah. Well, I mean, Dave, Dave, you know, um, October is a perfect time to come on down because yeah, because guess what's yeah. going to happen October 2025? What leaves are going to be falling again? Ah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You better invest. You, yeah, we have to get you to invest in a couple of those machines, man, that take up the leaves for you. You know, so yeah, yeah. So, but um. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, here we are. It's another uh, Tuesday, and News and Trends is on the air, folks. Uh, I guess we got a couple things to talk about. Um, So let's get started with um, our first story. Now, <laughs> this is a petty story. I mean, I know people have been hearing about this off and on. I guess you heard about this. Um, the um, Brian McKnight has been feuding with his oldest son, whose name is Brian McKnight Jr. Um, and you know, apparently, you know, Brian McKnight has gotten he got remarried, and you know, he has a brand new baby boy now, and so forth. He's falling in love with his new family, and so forth. He's kind of kind of nicks his his older children, you know. So now he want he wanted to give the name Brian McKnight Jr. to his new baby boy. Wow. <laughs> now now folks, I you know you didn't hear you heard Leonard say wow, but the first thing he did was shook his head. <laughs> <laughs> because it's 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 really messed up. I mean, when you think about it, you know, Brian McKnight has always been an interesting guy. He's kind of had his moments in history, 
where he's kind of made you do a shake my head type thing, shaking my head type thing because of things he says or things that he's done. And so he tried to legally change, you know, change the name of the, you know, he wanted to make the name of the baby boy, Brian McKnight Jr., but because there's already a Brian McKnight Jr., he couldn't name him Brian McKnight, of course, but there's already a Brian McKnight Jr. who's, you know, a grown man. And, you know, and plus, not only did he want to do this, but he didn't care how his son felt about it. Yeah, that, you know, that's the crazy part. That's that's the crazy part right there. And his son obviously has been hurt over this and and has tried to talk to his father about it. His father don't want to talk, talk about it. Um, um, he said Brian McKnight has gone out his way to publicly disown his black children because, you know, of course, the new the new wife is not, you know, not black. Um, and but. You know, he's he's just been treating them in a cruel and unusual way, and he taunts the older, the older Brian uh, McKnight, the older child. Um, I know there was a comment. Um, there was a comment that that one of the people said it said Brian McKnight changed his name so that his baby boy can be a real junior. That's not sitting well with me, seeing as his oldest son is already a junior. I mean, so. He, you know, he's gone through all this. There's been a lot of public back and forth with the father and the son. You know, Brian, you know, doesn't seem to be having. Um, he doesn't seem to care how his son feels about it. So Brian McKnight just recently released on Friday. A brand new um, album. And the name of the album is called McKnight Time, an album for my son. And then there's a picture. Um, there's a picture of the son. And, of course, you can tell he's mixed. And it has introducing Brian Kanoa McCoa Jr., so Brian McKnight has right. changed his name to Brian Kanoa McCoa Jr. And this, I mean, McCoa Sr., I guess. And this is Jr. So he could legally, he legally changed his name now, folks. So that he can make this child his junior. Now, God don't like ugly. I'm going to tell you that now. And you know this type of mess is mess. Who yeah, does this kind of stuff? I mean, George no, Foreman. What, what they, look, they, George what, Foreman famously. Wait, hold mm -hmm. on. George Foreman famously named all of his son George Foreman. You know, he didn't. He didn't say George Foreman Junior or any of that stuff. He just named them all George after himself. He didn't want any of them to feel more special than the other, so he just called them all George. People thought he was crazy, but it makes a lot of sense. You know, he, he, so 
you know, he they all have nicknames, apparently, but, you know, they're all named George. To do this, I have two sons. You have a son. I would never, ever do something like this. No. It's not right. So Brian McKnight is not in his right mind. Something's going on with him. I don't know if he's on drugs or whatever, but something's definitely not right there. Um, there's no no way, uh, and even the wife, his the the baby's mother, she's got to have some kind of feeling about this, you know. And I don't care what type of relationship. I mean, we we know that Kurt Franklin and his son didn't have a great relationship. You know, but now they even they they are trying to mend the fences since Kurt has found out about you know he wasn't who he you know the, his his family history wasn't what he thought it was and now you know he's found out that he has a you know the you know a real biological father and he's trying to work it out with his son. You just you can't. This is not this is not right. I mean, I, I feel some kind of way about the whole thing because I just think that you just even if you if you're mad at your child and your child's mad at you and you guys aren't talking, okay, then just don't talk. But right. don't go back and forth at each other. And then but don't don't make somebody feel even smaller like and apparently he he hasn't really had any connection to the son, you know so forth and so forth and especially since he's been in this new relationship but it's not right i mean as a parent i just i, I just don't th- see any any good how any good can come from this yeah i mean i agree um and i almost and you know kind of like i said like it's almost too much pettiness to me like i you know, it's like okay, I'll talk about it, and then I'm I'm done. Cause, uh, but I can say, why wouldn't he just if he wants to name him after him, and he don't got to be a junior, just switch up the middle name like Brian J McKnight and Brian D McKnight. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways this could have been handled. I mean, but you know, you're gonna go out and change legally change your name so you yeah. can make and and. The name that he chose. I mean, now you're now you're changing your whole history. You know your whole yeah. legacy. Um, you know, that's not your family name, unless you did some research and found out that that is. I mean, but it doesn't say that that was connected to him in any kind of way. Right. So you're gonna go out there and make up a name to give to your son, so that you can call him Junior. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I don't that's, know, Dave. That's, it, that's it, messy, man. It it's too much drama for me, you know. <laughs> Cause, cause let, Dave, look, y'all, y'all, y'all here let it bail in on this one. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. Because it and, and and we both were, you know, I guess a lot of it is because we're both fathers and it, it just doesn't make any sense. But there is a lot of drama there. And I hope I hope and pray that he gets himself together. And that he's able to work out something with his son, and that this foolishness, because that's what it is, this yeah, foolishness, because you know, because there's no guarantee that in ten years that he will have a relationship with this child. 
<laughs> Don't jinx them. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, look, dude, I mean, his, you know, his relationship with the other two don't seem to be that good. So, you know, so I guess we'll see what happens. But I, I just wanted to mention this particular story because it was just eating at me, you know. So I was just sure. like, yeah, I figured I'd bring it up. And I know people got comments about it. And I know people been paying attention. So we'll see what happens. So. All right, we're going to move on. <laughs> Leonard's already checked out. Or, yeah. already, you know. Uh, so uh, the next story, Glocks and Gavels, it's called. Uh, New York judge removed uh, from bench after pointing loaded pistol at a black man during a court hearing. I, I came across the story, and I thought this was funny um, for a particular reason. The part that I thought was funny is just how, but this is just how we are viewed and looked at over over the years. So, but I'm gonna read part of this um, so you guys can kind of get the backdrop. Uh, it says, uh, Justice Robert J. Patorti. Uh, uh, served as a magistrate for the Whitehall Town and Village Court in upstate New York. And according to Yahoo News report, his time on the bench has come to an unceremonious, uh, an unceremonious um, end. He was removed from the seat permanently by the New York State Court of Appeals after the State Commission on Judicial Conduct investigated now, this happened in 2015, by the way, incident where he pointed a loaded firearm and a black defendant during a hearing. Now, uh, this is the this is the part that tripped me out. It says you read that you read that correctly. A judge pointed a, a gun at a black defendant in the middle of a trial. According to the independent review of the situation. Patorti uh, claimed to have drawn his weapon and and trained it on and, and aimed it at an unarmed man because he approached the bench too quickly and crossed a stopping line mark on the courtroom floor. <laughs> when the recounting when recounting the incident to his colleagues, this is what he said. This is this is the part here. Uh, it said he allegedly went out of his way to boastfully indicate that the man was black. Moreover, described the man as a six foot nine man who was built like a football player. However, the man in question is only is really only six feet tall. It weighs 165 pounds. Wow. Big, big discrepancy there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about that? Yeah. The Court of Appeals took this wild exaggeration as a indication of bigotry, saying that Patorti exploited a case, a classic and common racist um, trope, a troupe that black men are inherently threatening or dangerous exhibiting bias or at least implicit bias. Wow. 
So this judge, now this happened in 2015. So he was still sitting on the bench up until recently. Right. Um, after they finally did enough investigating to see that this guy was just plain racist. Okay. And they finally removed him. Now, just imagine how many people came through that courtroom, his courtroom, that probably didn't get fair treatment oh, because I'm sure. of the color of their skin. Probably too many to count. Yeah. Um, and how how many times do we deal with this on a regular basis? I t have you ever been in um the court of common pleas or the justice of the peace court when they're having you know you when they're having their sessions and whatever and you gotta go in there. Let's say well let's our favorite thing, traffic court. That's a, that's that's a good one, you know. You've been to a traffic court situation, right? Nope. Never. But, but I have been to eviction courts. Okay, so you know, you know this, you know the situation. So when they have uh public defenders and so attorneys in there, okay, and people are using, you know, attorney or they might have their own attorney or whatever, and you go before the judge, you know, um, uh, the first thing you're doing is trying to fill out, trying to get a feel for what the judge is thinking and how they're going to react to certain things or whatever. Because a lot of times you never know what those judges are going to say or do. And especially the few times I've been in a in a courtroom or whatever, I, ne I never forget the first time I was in a courtroom where there was a lot, you know, one of those type situations. It wasn't and I wasn't there for myself. I was with somebody. And I'm sitting there just tripping because this judge, and um, there was a very famous judge here. His name was uh, Frankowski, um, who was notorious for throwing the book at people. And everybody said if he was on the bench, that was the wrong day to be in court. <laughs> That's what they would always say. If he was on the bench, you did not want to be in court on that day. And I never forget one of the funniest lines I ever heard from a courtroom judge um, because of this guy. And everybody used to say he was very prejudiced towards blacks. And, you know, because he would throw the books at blacks, you know. And this one black guy went up. He was well-dressed. He had a koozie sweater on. You know, he's got this, he's got this shiny uh, 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 bracelet on and a, a watch or whatever. So he... He goes up to the podium and the judge says, state your name and everything, so forth and so forth. And the judge starts reading off what he was there for his charges. And, you know, we're sitting there. Listen, that's the only thing when you're in court like that. All mm -hmm. your business is out there, you know. So he said, uh, so that he says, well, how do you plead? He said, not guilty. And so the judge says, well, he said, well, you know, apparently when you were stopped this particular day, you had a you had over fifty thousand dollars in cash on you, in your in your vehicle, and you had um, drug paraphernalia in your car as well. Didn't find any drugs, but they found the, the money and right. the paraphernalia, right? And he said, "And you were driving a, a very nice car." He said, "I heard it was a better car than I drive." He said, "It was a Mercedes, right?" <laughs> and the guy just kind of laughed because he was being—he was being a wise, you know—he was being—he was cracking jokes or whatever. And he said, 
Yeah. He said, um, and I'll say the guy's name in terms, Mr. Johnson, what do you do for a living? And so the guy says, well, your honor, I cut hair. He said, you know, I'm a barber. So the judge said, oh, really? He said, can I come to your shop and get a haircut? He said, sure, your honor, anytime you want to. He said, we have people that cut your kind of people's hair. Judge <laughs> said, my kind of people. Right. <laughs> right. And then he said, well, what kind of clientele do you have? He said, because apparently you got good clientele. He said, does he said, do you cut from hair from Michael Jackson and his brothers? Because you're driving a Mercedes, you're doing <laughs> and the guy and the courtroom just fell out laughing, right? And he and he said, and and the the guy was laughing up a story. He said, I, he said, you got jokes, Your Honor. He said, Oh yeah, I got a lot of jokes. He <laughs> said, That's why you're going to pay five thousand dollars and and you're going to spend two weeks in jail. Damn. He put him in jail for two weeks, and I was like, Wow, <laughs> you know. And the guy, he said, Your Honor, you can't do that. You can't do that. All of a sudden, he was all straight and whatever. He said, This. I'll pay the fine. I can pay the fine. He said, oh, I know you can pay the fine because you have $50,000 on you. We know you can pay the fine. So, you know, right. so, um, but this is the type of thing, you know, with these judges and whatever, you never know. And especially the old school ones. And because that guy, Frankowski, he was an older judge. I think he retired like a year or so after that, that time I was in court with them. So, but when you see somebody and you got a judge sitting there at the bench now, you remember you got bailiffs, you got everybody who, it's licensed to carry guns or whatever. Why does the judge sit there with a gun? I know, right? The the only the only reason I think he had a gun if he had been threatened or he thought there was some uh like a, a for real attempt on his life. Other than that, he ain't need it. Well, remember this is the same judge that said this guy was six nine and it looked like a right. football player, and this guy was only one hundred sixty five pounds and six foot. You know, right. so. So, you know, um, we just, you know, I, I thought the story was interesting because, you know, when you look at these, when you look at a lot of the situations and, you know, there's been movies and all kinds of stuff that come up. I know there was a, a, a movie that was just done um, based on the real life lawyer, um, Willie Gary from down in Florida area. Jamie Foxx played the role and it was a courtroom drama. You could see all kinds of stuff going in the courtroom, and it all depends on the judge that you get, you know. So, but I just thought it was interesting that, that this guy would be able to get away with this. Now, like I said, 2015, when you look at 2015, what that's what eight years ago, what yeah. are we looking at, yeah, yeah something eight. like that, yeah, about eight years ago, right? So, um, it took all this time for them to come up with the with the store, uh, be able to get him off that bench. So, um, I had to say kudos, kudos to the state of New York for finally recognizing that this guy was not good for business and they got him off that bench. So that's, that's great. I just wanted to bring that story up. So, all right. So we'll move on to our next story. All right. So Dave, this next one was, a uh, a pretty interesting one too. Um, it almost sounds like something that they, they would make a TV movie out of. So I saw this one on USA Today, and it says Montana man who set out on violent mission. Uh-oh. In fact, I think this this is the wrong story. Hold on. Let me go back. 
this one done. Skip to something else. This is this is this is Leonard at at his best. People, I'm I'm sorry. I have to. No, you know. this this is what happened when Google <laughs> when when uh when AI operated Google. Yeah, has a, I know. Has, had, has a mind of its own. Yeah, we're gonna All blame right. it on AI. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. A AI. Yeah. You talking about practice? practice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's so right. Yeah. so this one, Montana man gets 18 months in prison for racist phone calls to black woman employed at a church. So they, oh, yeah, you, you'll never guess this. Okay, so in Montana, there was a guy, his name is Joshua Leon Hellstand, and he came to a church looking for help. He was looking for, um, I believe he was looking for assistance and money, right? The black lady, who I'm assuming was kind of like a secretary or whoever met him, she gave him a gift card and he left. When he left, he was very upset that the church had employed a black woman. Wow. So for the next two years, he called and harassed this lady at the church on a regular basis. He left voicemails. He used racial epitaphs. And then they listen to this. And this was the odd part. Because you remember I said that he came in looking for a handout. Yeah. One of the first messages he left on the voicemail said that he would have given more money to the church if it did not employ an African-American person. Okay, doesn't that sound a little weird right there? Uh, a little. It sounds a lot weird. Um, and it's really a shame that we still have these type of issues in the world today. Yeah. So, um, and of course, the lady, the black lady, she said um, when she received the first message, it made her sick. She started shaking. Um, and and she was frightened and scared, and you, you and that kind of reminds me of. Um, have you read any articles or heard about um, some black people getting PSTD from racist incidents? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah, a lot so, of black people that PTSD from that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, people that went through the who lived, uh, who went through all the the craziness during the six fifties and the sixties, they they have mm -hmm. PTSD, uh, PTSD. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's just crazy because you know, I mean, I can definitely see this as an incident. And then they to top it off. So um, one of his first uh, voicemails basically said, just saying to the black lady, "Nobody wants you here." Okay. Um. Then to even make matters even worse, he he later also called um, different HBCUs in some of the southern states and made similarly threat threatening and racially racially motivated statements like the one that were directed to the woman. Okay, so wow. on the flip side, so of course they called him. They sentenced him to 18 months in prison. 
And guess what his um, defense is? That he was uh, um, insane or something like that? Yep, that he was mentally unstable and was unstable. not taking his medications. <laughs> right. Of course. That's the easy yeah. thing. To, that's the easy way out. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you know, and of course. Did he get off? No, he, he did not. Well, so he was sentenced to one year of supervised release following his prison time and a restitution of $617. Six, $617. Uh, yeah. was that, that must have been like the gift card amount. Or uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe the gift card was $500 and they put, they put uh, interest on it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's but, probably what it was. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it, it's just crazy that he went to the church, a place where everyone's supposed to be treated equally, asked for a handout. He received the handout from the black lady, and then called a criticizer for the next two years. First of all, how did that go on for two years? I, you would think that the officials would have been alerted, like within that first year after so many calls and incidents. Yeah. So what it said is um, that. You know, he kept on getting like cease and desist. He kept getting, um, I guess, warnings. And then finally mm -hmm. they, uh, you know, just went ahead and um, charged them. So part of his plea deal for pleading guilty, they dropped the stalking charges that they had on him. I guess, you know, not physical, you know, in-person stalking, but I guess, you know, whatever he was doing to, um, the harassment, so to say. Wow. Okay. It's, it's, it, this tells you where we are in the world today, man. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know, I don't, I, I still don't get why white people and black people can't get along. The issues they do. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say can't get along, but I don't mean like they say can't get along because. A lot of us don't have problems with them. They have problems with us. Yeah. You know, well, they, I'm sorry. But, they, but, but what's so funny is like know, every time you turn on the TV. I know a few TV, of us that have problems. I know, I know a few yeah, people yeah, have a problem. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, okay. yeah, I know. But, but you know what I was saying. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but you can't turn on the TV anymore or or go to the movies and, and, and see the movie commercials and so forth without seeing you know, white and black couples anymore. That's what's so funny to me, you know, is that, you know, everybody's got, you know, the couples are always, you know, interracial now. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. But yet, we know there's so much, there's still a lot of bigotry out there and there's still a lot of hate. And, um, Excuse me, as far as, you know, especially if you're in certain parts of the country. I mean, you know, we talked about the sundown places, the sundown towns in the past. And, you know, those are real folks. I mean, there's places that you cannot go. We got a governor in Florida who doesn't want, who <laughs> really doesn't want us there. You know, um, there was a, what was there? Um, there was a rule. Uh, a law that was passed that you can't talk about young white children. Did you hear about this? No. Can't, yeah, that you can't talk derogatory about young white children. Um, 
or call them names, you know, the racial names or something, because you would get, um, you would be um, dealt with, um, you know, as far as um, you can get arrested and, and fined for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. This is the world we live in. Yeah, it is. You know, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, not, you know, we've come so far, but not far enough. No, we we, we still got some ways. We got a long way to go, Martin. Martin Luther, Doctor Martin Luther King would still be saying, shaking his head, and he still would have to. He still would have to say that speech over and over again because he still it still hasn't. I mean, it's gotten better since the speech was said, but mm -hmm. we do have look. We got little black boys and little black uh, 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 and little white uh, kids playing together a little too much right now. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, it is what it is. So, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, you know, but. That's really a shame about that situation. And uh, did they say much about the woman? No, they they just said that, um, you know, I mean, she's he black. He never he, did. He ever physically tried to threaten her? No, just everything was over the phone. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's good. So, well, I mean, you know, that he never tried to harm yeah. her in any kind yeah, of way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, all right, Dave, what 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 all we got next? Okay, moving on. I, I came across this, and every now and then we come across a list of whatever, but I just wanted to go. I saw this list of the top highest paid actors in the world. And I just thought it was interesting because there were some surprising names on here as far as I was concerned. Well, so Dave, it's, funny. It's, the, it, it's funny. Uh, I thought it was interesting because that wasn't really the world. That was all USA, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, but uh, I get. Well, no, they're not because there's some international people on here. So you'll see. I mean, we're used to seeing them, so that's why you probably think it's all USA. But you know, you'll see. You'll see. I'm going to go through. I'm going to start at the bottom. Just go through them real quick. I'm sure the names are familiar, so I don't have to say much about the names. But number fifteen was Will Ferrell. Yep. Sounds about uh, right. Yeah, um, 160 million is his worth net worth. This was, and this was based on figures for 2023, by the way. Uh, number 14, Vin Diesel, 205 million. Um, number 13, uh, Chris Hensworth. Why they got that out of whack like that? Number he's a hundred and thirty million. Why did they put Vin Diesel before him? I don't understand that. Anyway, um, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, for those who don't recognize the name, that's Thor from the Avenger movies. Okay. Um, number twelve is Daniel Craig. His net worth is 160 million. Daniel Daniel Craig, James Bond. For those who may not recognize the name, he's done the last uh, few James Bond movies. Number eleven, Mr. Denzel Washington. 
$300 million. I thought that'd be a little higher, did you? No, not really. Think that's about right? Yeah, I think that's about right. Okay, all right. Well, he's only doing one or one or two pitches a year, I guess, anymore. So, you know. Number ten, Robert Downey Jr. Three hundred million. Um you see that he was trying to get five hundred million to come back as uh Iron Man? They they should have given it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean they, not not really, but just for him to come back, yes. Yeah, just just to, be, to come back as Iron Man, yeah. But but, but then they what's going to happen? He got to come back for one show and then uh want to want to die. Well, you know, Marvel, you know, you know, create look. You know, look, they probably have him in an alternate universe or something. Yeah. You know, you never know. He might be in the metaverse or something. You know, so number nine, Leo DiCaprio, uh, three hundred million. Got a lot of three hundred million people here. Number eight, Mr. W- Will Smith. He might have lost Willie some style. Slap. Yeah, um, big slapping style. Um, three hundred and fifty million. Number seven, Ryan Reynolds. Three hundred and fifty million. Uh, number six, Mark Wahlberg. Four hundred million. That's an, an I would I would I would do you think he should be above Will and Ryan Reynolds or you you know for some reason all the movies he's in I never really hear about him too much but like I see him in a lot of movies but I just I like I I don't know maybe it doesn't get promoted you know on BET yeah. as much I don't know <laughs> who are you talking about Mark Wahlberg yeah I mean like he, he's in a he's in a lot of movies but Dave name name three Mark Wahlberg movies oh yeah you the name okay. four. Italian Three, job, four two, brothers. One. Um, See, look, you, you ain't making <laughs> it. You give me enough time. But anyway, um, um, anyway, number five, Brad Pitt, 400 million. Number four, Adam Sandler, 420 million. I'm surprised he's still getting that kind of money, too. Right. Number number uh, three, Big Willie here. Tom Cruise, six hundred and twenty million dollars. And actually, I thought it would be more than that. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, because his movies are big, you know. Yeah. Number two, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, eight hundred million. That's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. They love The Rock. But the number one person who I'm really shocked to see at number one. Me, me too. I was like, I, I, <laughs> I, I need to see a breakdown of this one. Yeah, I know. It's just really, it's really, really crazy. But, and we should be praising that he's number one. But uh, Tyler Perry, $1.1 billion. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. And, you know, I don't know if that's part of his. I don't know if that's all packaging. Well, they said act. This is all from acting. So, I yeah, don't, yeah. Wow, a billionaire. Just think, 
you know, when he was doing those plays, when he started doing the Medea character and just going doing the mom and pop theaters and, you know, the Chitlin circuit, as he used to say or whatever, mm -hmm. look where he is now. Man. I know. That's crazy. He has, has his own studio. Studio yeah. that people people say, Tyler, can we come and film at your studio? Right. Marvel has done a number of movies there on his lot. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff that's been shot at his lot. And he's collecting all this money, at, at, and he's still adding to the lot. They said he plans on putting like a... What did he? What did they say? They said he was planning on putting some type of AI place there that you know that's gonna just just turn everything upside down with what he's planning on doing on this lot oh, with wow. this AI stuff for the movies and everything. I was like, it's like, oh, he's Tyler, 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 you know. So, but the number one spot belongs to Tyler, Tyler Perry. I'm mad. Yeah, I just thought it was I it's interesting. Um, but you know, I ain't mad at Tyler. The you know, I guess, you know, now if it was a list of the top fifteen writers in the world, I don't think he'd be anywhere on that list. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sure. <laughs> so so but anyway. Um but I just came across that list and just wanted every now and then we come across a list that always we want to share with everybody. So I just thought I'd put that list out there, especially since the top two spots belong to Ben of Color. Yeah. And they look and they you know, eight hundred million for the rock and one point one billion for Tyler. That's pretty good there, you know. Now, so now Dave, you want me to tell you who I thought may have been on that list? Don't say Kevin Hart. Oh, and that I mean, that's a good one. I mean, he is he, up I think coming. he's I think I've read that he was just below that. Yeah. Okay. Just below that. Yeah. So I was thinking Samuel L. Jackson, because he's in like so many movies. Yeah. But, Sam Sam, you know, he's in the Guinness Book of Records as being the highest, making the most money. Right. Over the you know, over his acting career because you know he's been in so gosh he's been in so many movies. look every time you turn around you'd be like wait hold on yeah, he right. in this movie <laughs> you know so um but i don't think he's ever been in like the top paying yeah actor part you know like i don't know if he's ever made i don't know if he's ever made 20 million a picture i don't think right. you know i know there was only certain like will was made 20 you know, there was a few, and Denzel was making twenty, mm -hmm. but I don't think he ever got that high. You right. know, twenty million a picture, but, um, but he he's made some money over his career, though. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, just thought we share that list with you folks. If you have any comments on that, you know, who you thought you would be on that list, you know, let us know. Um. And that leads us into Dave's corner. Uh, Leonard always gets worried when I talk about, you know, his favorite section because he always worries about what kind of question I'm going to ask. Sometimes he gets a little scared. He don't want to answer. Do yeah, yeah, you do. So this one I kind of put out there, you know, I kind of softened it up and, you know, made, you know, I didn't want to get too deep for him, you know, this week. So 
Dave, but you, just for the, you, huh? you, you, you can't get any deeper than this question. I, I looked at this question. I was like, Dave yeah, wants me to yeah, pull out my, my, my matrix mentality on. <laughs> well, this question was inspired, inspired by um, uh, something that they just happened to show. One of my favorite endings ever on a TV show when the show went off. I, we talked about this before. Was uh, there was a show? I don't know if you remember Saint Elsewhere. Denzel was actually on Saint Elsewhere. Come to think of it, back in the day. Yeah. Um, and when the show went off, the the um, the uh, way the show ended, there was a the doctor who was the head of the hospital had an autistic son. And the autistic son used to play with the snow globe all the time. And the snow globe had a replica of the hospital in it. Right. And so when the show went off, they show him playing with the snow globe. And of course, you know, they had been, you know, he was, his father was a, the head of a hospital. But in this case, his father was just a regular guy sitting in the living room watching him play with the snow globe. And apparently everything was all a dream. It was all oh, in the, it was all in the, it was all in the kid's head. You know, he had imagined everything that happened on the show. You know. So I just thought it was the coolest ending. That was the best ending of a TV show I ever saw in my life because it just made a lot of sense. So when I saw when when I they kind of repeat I saw a clip of it the other day, because these people said it was the best ending of a TV show. So that's what inspired this question. And the question, folks, is this. Would you want to know if you if it turned out you were in a coma and your whole life was a dream, had been a dream? Would you want to know? So people, you know, you... you uh, you wake up. Would I want to know? Yeah. So I think this leads to do you want to live the life you thought was a dream or do you want to see what your real life is like? Yeah, because of course, quite naturally, now you're in a whole different you know, you could be in a whole different, different day at that. Well, that's basically what I was just talking about with that show, because they were not who the who you know in that in that sequence. They were not the the father wasn't the the head of the hospital. He was just some regular dude, you know. So, um, so yeah. yeah would you want to know? Would you or would you just want to just go on thinking? That I I think I would want to I think I I, I would not want to know I just live my life okay because I it think. could change it could change too many things for you right yeah and and yeah. Dave Dave you 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 know my luck the, the, <laughs> the, the, the dream the dream may be better than reality ain't no telling <laughs> yeah I know I know I get it I, and you know I feel that way too Leonard I mean you know I I. You know, because so many things, so many things could be so different if you wake out 
wake up and find out that you've been dreaming all this time and you'd be like, oh, man. So what is my life really? And then you find out what your life is really. And you'd be like, oh, put me back in a coma. Put me back in a coma, you know. So somebody somebody hit me or something. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, that's deep, though. It makes you think. It really yeah, does. No, because, you're right. Because, you know, <laughs> you think about the 40-something plus years you've been here, the 60-something years I've been here, I'd be like, gosh. So, you know, your parents wasn't your parents, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, it just changes everything. So I just thought it was an interesting question. Um, and then you might have some people that might want to do over. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Well, you, you know, Dave, uh, worst case scenario, your do-over is wake up from that coma and nobody coming to visit you because you don't got no friends or family. <laughs> You're <laughs> laying there. But hey, but you could, you know, you could be rich though, <laughs> you know, or you know, yeah. or, uh, you know, you or you might uh, the people that maybe you didn't want to know are nowhere in sight anymore. So you know, so right. Um, but I just thought it was an interesting question. I, I like to know what what people would feel about that. I know with myself, I, I definitely, I definitely would want to. I wouldn't want to know uh, either. So I, I think I, I rather think that everything that I've been through was real. You know, right? Yeah. No matter whether yeah. whether it was or not. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, so I mean, it's kind of like they say sometimes the known is better than the unknown. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I just mentioned it earlier. You know about Kurt Franklin finding his real father, mm -hmm. and you know, think here's this guy that had had passed away a few years ago that he thought was his real father all this time, and now right. he finds out is that's basically like he just woke up from a coma. Because now you got to try to establish some type of relationship with the person who is your real father and find out what happened and all of this stuff is coming. You saw that you heard about how his mother reacted. His mother didn't like he fell out with his mother over this whole thing because his mother refused to acknowledge that this man was her, was his father, even after a 99.7% fraternity. Damn. No, no, I think it was 99.95%. <laughs> and she's still saying, that's a lie. That thing is not after he did it twice, you know? So, so just think how much that could change your life. It, it is so crazy. Right. So, yeah, but I just thought I'd put it out there. So folks, if you have your opinions on this, please make sure to let us know. So forth. Um, you know, you can reach us on newsandtrends.com and put your comments out there and let us know. Or of course, you know, you can always reach out to us individually. Um, of course, our, Facebook and Instagram pages are out there for you. Um, so we, you can reach us and just let us know. We like hearing from you guys and, and what you have to say. So I guess that's everything, right? All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to get our anniversary show together. You know, our anniversary show we'll be doing in a couple of weeks, folks. So we'll, we'll kind of keep you posted on that. Okay. And with that being said, I guess we're going to say good night. You got anything you want to add? Nah, I just want to wish everybody a great week, great weekend. Okay. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Have a good night.
Join us next week for another edition of News and Trends with your hosts, Dave and Lynn. 